You're here to learn. You want answers. We want answers. So let's just cut through the bullshit and get to the root cause. Why do I not feel the way I want to feel? Why do I not have the things I want in my life? Why can I not just be healthy and happy? Why is it so hard to achieve these things? Dr. Carmen Jones, licensed naturopathic doctor, and myself, Kimberly Jarman, life and business coach, get to the root cause. We're tired of bullshit answers. We're tired of symptom management. We want to know why. Why don't we feel as good as we want to feel? What can we do about it with simple, real solutions instead of just doing symptom management? We wanted to know why we don't have the things we want. Why aren't we achieving the goals? Why aren't we living our dreams? Why do we keep holding ourselves back? So we get to the root cause of what holds us back in mindset. So we talk about mind, body, soul things on this podcast. We provide real answers, solutions that you can create in your life to go get the things you want. So join us each week as we bring you a new episode addressing topics that are going on in the world today and things that are impacting your life on a daily basis. We're so glad you can join us and we're excited to take this journey and to continue to take this journey with you. friends, welcome back to Thrive and Light and Healing Podcasts. This week, it's just me. It's actually going to be me for a few weeks. Dr. Carmen, it's flu and cold season. She's super busy, so she's taking some downtime um, from other obligations and other, other than being a doctor. So you're with me for a few weeks, and it's going to be really fun because we're going to talk a lot of mindset stuff, um, my specialty. So I wanted to start off with the three things that changed my life. Because I think that's most of us want to, right? We want to change our life and like, just give me the three steps, Kim. Uh, So I'm going to give them to you. The first thing that really changed my life, I would say, was books. I love books. I love fiction. I love self-help, nonfiction. Um, And being able to have access to books, whether that's through thrift books, Amazon, the library, Audible, Hoopla, whatever. I, wherever I can get my hands on books, I get my hands on. And what I love to do is find a teacher that I love. Most of the time, they're going to recommend books for you. So I take their book recommendations and I make a list and I go after those books because nothing new is being taught in the world, right? Like what I teach in my coaching practice isn't all brand new. I've learned it from someone else. And I've taken all the things I've learned then and processed it and made sense of it from my brain. So it's just a way of communicating it differently. Everyone does that. It's not just me. So I love going back to like, who was the first teacher of this? Where did this idea and concept come from? Because I want to learn that concept, how it was taught. Originally, instead of just taking my teacher's word from it, right? Because they're teaching me now out of their brain, out of their translation of it, out of their perspective, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, right? Like, that's why there's so many different teachers. That's why there's so many different authors. That's why there's so many different coaches is because we communicate the same thing, just all very differently, and it resonates with different people. But that's just always what I've been, have done is practices running down where did this originally come from? 
And one of the books, um, I met a lady who was a multimillionaire and I was talking to her about like, how did she get where she's at? And I listen, A, when you're have space for, with those people and those people are giving you their time and their wisdom, you better listen to them and you better take whatever recommendations they have, right? And they're usually so generous about giving those things. And she told me like the most life-changing book for her was The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And I never read that book, even though I've been a coach for a while. And so I took it down and I went and got that book on Audible. And she was right. That book was phenomenal. It was written in the 1950s, but it was so damn good. So that's definitely like, if you have not read that book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, go pick it up paper form, audible, whatever. But back to my point, books have been big um, jumping off boards for me in my personal change, my self-development. I don't even like calling it self-development. I mean, it is, but it's not. <clears throat> I like to think of it more because we're conditioned in a culture to constantly try to be better. The best version of us to become more productive and more successful and more and more and more. And like, when does that end? It's so tiring too, right? Like never being enough. That's really kind of the message. Like trying to be better, trying to be the best version of you, have this whatever massively successful life, achieve this massive goal. It all kind of sends this message that how you are and who you are right now is not enough. So I like to think of it because I've been in this industry for so long now as more of a returning home to me. That's really what it is, right? Self-development, self-help, therapy, coaching, all of that stuff is basically returning back to me, healing the relationship with me. Because you look at children, and this is kind of a tangent, but you look at children they don't need self-help books. They don't need coaches. They don't need therapists, right? They are a hundred percent who they are. Like I look at my um, year and a half old nephew and I look at my six-year-old niece and they're just a hundred percent them. They ask for what they want. They're honest. They'll tell you no, they're direct. They're happy. They're in the moment. They're not all up in people pleasing or perfectionism or trying to be the best version of themselves. They just are them. And really as adults, that's what we're trying to do is return home to us, our authentic us, unravel all this programming, unravel all of this self-doubt and all of this mean girl in our head, if you will, right? And all of this striving to really feel feel this gap within us this gap of um i'm not enough i'm not worthy i'm not important i'm not valuable is really kind of the underlying current that drives us forward and that comes from childhood and when i tell you guys stuff comes from childhood that does not mean i am blaming anyone blaming <clears throat> Blaming is a thing that we do when we're in victim mindset. It is not empowering. It's disempowering. It feeds the victim mindset, actually. So I don't ever want to come from a place of like, 
blaming parents, blaming other people. It's just, this is how we are programmed, right? We live in a society where it's just, we're not enough. I mean, even if you like really look at the religious systems, all of them, I'm not talking about, I'm not going to pick on one specific, I'm just going to pick on all of them. They send this message that we are born imperfect. We're born with sin. We're born broken, right? And then we have to spend our lives, some religions, we have to spend our lives trying to prove our goodness that we're a good person. Some have a certain prayer you need to say, if you will. But they all have things that we have to do to make amends for our brokenness. So of course, of course, we're programmed to believe then we're not enough. I'm not worthy. I don't have, I'm not, I don't have what it takes. I'm not important. I'm not invaluable. So this comes from programming in childhood, right? Children are, are not born with this idea. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not important. I truly believe as I watch my one and a half year nephew exist in the world, like those thoughts are not even on the radar. He just is a hundred percent him. It's through programming that we, this wound is developed and then we spend our adulthood trying to fill the gap. And I know that's kind of a tangent, but I wanted to like really clarify, like, that's why I'm not a big fan of self-development word or, um, I mean, self-help, self-help is fine. It's just, I like, I prefer to look at it as like a returning to me, removing all the layers of programming that my brain has picked up and has made meaning around that has told me I'm not enough. I'm not important. I don't matter. And that's why I think a lot of us are really like striving to get to that place, like learning as much as we can, getting coaching, um, to help us remove those layers so we can be air quotes, the best version of us, which really means the most authentic version of us. And again, books were the, have always been a segue for me. They've always been ways for me to get a different perspective, a different way of looking at the world because that's what I wanted and needing. I, I wanted a different perspective than what I grew up in. I wanted to be able to see the world differently because I wanted to question, why do we believe this? How do we know this is true? Is this what we just always believed? Cause that's what we've always been told. Well, that's not a good enough reason for me to believe things because everybody else believes it. This is what we've been told. Come on. Like for me, that was like, I, that's, that's not a legitimate reason. That's not based in facts. I need facts why we believe this. Some things do have to be faith, okay? Like spirituality. There's not a lot of facts. But again, with the brain that I own, it was like, well, I'm just not going to believe this because you and my great grandmother believe this. Like, I'm going to have to go research it on my own. I'm going to have to come to my own conclusions about this. Um, so books, read my friends, get different perspectives. See, be able to see through their eyes, a different way of seeing the world. It's just going to open your brain up and it's going to allow for opportunities. The second thing that has had the biggest impact on changing my life 
it's coaching. And this is not in any order, because if I were to put it in order, I guess coaching would probably have to be the biggest thing that's really catapulted my life. But I think books got to come first because they've been such a long part of my journey for so many years. And they still are. And I think they're extremely valuable. So that's why they, they got the number one spot. Coaching, pick the number two. Coaching changed my life. In insurmountable ways, um, I just I I really struggle to articulate how much it's changed my life. Before coaching, and I I love to share my story because I always want people to to feel like that they can relate and that I'm not like special or have this like privilege. Um, that the opportunities that I have grabbed for myself are just as available for you guys. Um, and I think the reason that's important to me is because I did grow up in a fixed mindset house. Uh, no fault of their own. That's just like the programming they received and it, they seemed to align with it. And that's what they taught us. And so in that fixed mindset, like we were taught, like people are born special and talented. You're either born with it or you're not, period. If you're not, sorry, you're just going to have to work hard your whole life. And the people that were born with it, they were lucky, right? So like Michael Jordan was born an NBA player. It didn't really matter what he did. He was destined to be an NBA player. He could practice as much as he wanted or as little as he wanted, but he was born talented and gifted and he would have made it. I, on the other hand, was not born with that. So no matter how much I practiced or what I did, I was not going to be able to have that opportunity a lot of us have been raised with that mindset and um it was it's very limiting it keeps your life very small and you feel very powerless and like a victim and so that's how my brain processed the world for a long time through my teenage years through my 20s halfway through my 30s I saw this world from a very fixed mindset. You either are or you're not, and you don't really have much power in the world. You got. You should probably be religious. Um, my prior religion was Christianity, um, and hopes that God will be kind and bless you. Right? It's all about. I have zero power and control in my life because I'm not born with these special talents or gifts. Um, no matter what I do, I really can't have the fabulous fame and fortune that I want in my life because I wasn't born with that. So I'll just take that request to the higher power, God, and hopefully he'll have mercy on me and, and hear my wants and desires and grant them. You can hear, right? Like how powerless that is to create the results in my life. I was just at the mercy of God that God in Christianity for me, I was at the mercy of him hearing me and granting things. I was in the mercy of the world to give me my things and provide me opportunities. And I was also at the mercy of the world for it to validate me and show me that I'm important or valuable enough to have the things I want. So if those things didn't show up in my life, then it just meant that I wasn't important and valuable, that God didn't care or didn't hear me. And sorry, sorry, you don't have the things that you want. You know, you just weren't one of the lucky ones that were born with special gifts. 
which I don't even have to tell you guys like how miserable and powerless that is. You just spend your life at that point trying to trying to work your way there, trying to be good enough so God will have mercy on you, or you're trying to just work as hard as you can to find your purpose. Because if you find that purpose, then you get to be happy. The rest of the time, you're just like miserable and completely disappointed and completely disillusioned about reality. Because reality told us, if you're a good girl, you go to college, you get good grades, and you're going to get a good job. And then that good job is going to pay you well. And you're going to find a good partner. And you're going to be happy in your house, in the suburbs, middle class. And you're going to like, you're going to okay your job, but you're going to feel purpose and meaning because this is the step forward. And make sure you have that 401k. And then we get there in our 30s and we're like, shit, this is not what I want the rest of my life to be like. I'm in my 30s. I have a lot of life to give. And this is not at all what I saw it going to be, right? I don't really love this job. It's not what I thought. I spent all this money on this degree and I'm not even happy with this marriage. Well, it's kind of like, well, my first was definitely more than 50-50 negative. Some marriages are just awful. Some marriages were just kind of content in. Some marriages are good. And then some of us have the kids and they're like, well, that didn't fix anything either. Like it's, I'm just more stressed and more overwhelmed now. And then I have to pay for this mortgage and these cars and I'm either living paycheck to paycheck or <clears throat> I'm in debt. Right. And it's like, this is not at all what I saw life to be. You know, this is not at all fulfilling or purposeful or I'm not content. I'm not happy. I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. And at this point, overweight, right? Because stress does that, especially to women. And you've had those sweet babies. So it's just like, gosh, this is like not at all what I want for my life. But like, what else is there? What else can I have? I don't have the power to change it. I can just hope and pray and wish that maybe it will. And it feels so powerless. I know so many of you can resonate with that. I know I'm not unique in that, right? And when I found coaching, by the way, I found coaching through a book. I was reading You're a Badass and Making Money by Jen Sincero because I was so tired of living paycheck to paycheck. And I was making 40K by then. And I was still living paycheck to paycheck. Um, not because I have like, uh, extremely expensive taste. It's just, you know, living in Colorado and paying for a mortgage and not having a partner that was financially contributing. It's just like 40 K doesn't go very far. <clears throat> and I was tired of it. I was tired of being miserable in my marriage. I was tired of hating my job. I was tired of feeling my soul slowly die living this life that I thought was supposed to make us happy because that's what you're supposed to do. I was tired of it. And so I was like, I'm not going to continue to do this. I'm going to make a different life for myself. And I was reading that book. And basically my brain heard in that book, if you want to be successful, you get a coach. Okay, I'm in. I've done it this way. And this way doesn't fucking work. You're trying something new. And that's when I just Googled. And I found the life coach school and I found Brooke's podcast. I listened to a couple episodes and I was like, I'm in. 
sign me up. This is what I'm doing. This makes sense to me. I'm in. And I spent two years in life coach school, just taking in all the content, right? I would show up for all my coaching calls every week. Brooke has a ton of content in there. I watched all the videos. I went through all of them, hours and hours and hours and hours worth of content. And I just took it all in and I showed up and I was vulnerable in my coaching. I'm like, here's where I'm stuck. Here's what, here's the thoughts that I constantly am thinking. And I was open-minded and I was willing to hear their perspectives. And I was willing to like dig deep, give honest answers and, and not buy into this. I don't know. I, I made myself answer because Brooke was very adamant. Like, I don't know is not a fucking answer. It's checking out, make your brain answer to it. So I was like, done. Okay. They'd ask me questions and I would make myself try to figure it out. And I changed my life completely. So guys, I want you to know, like when I say that, like I was a person that was, has a master's degree and I was in higher ed making like the most I'd ever made was 40 K when I moved to Oklahoma, I took a 12 K pay cut. It's the best they could offer me um, with 10 years in higher ed. And then I got out of that and I owned my own CrossFit gym. That was my dream. Um, I sold it. And I was kind of like, I don't know what to do now. And so I was doing part-time energy efficiency audits in which I drove from home to home to home, crawling up in hot attics, hooking up a blower door to the front door, doing these. That's what I was doing when I was in the middle of coaching. I was just willing to work part-time um, because it allowed me the freedom I wanted to. And just dive into coaching and do the work to change myself. I know everybody can't do that, right? I I had I wasn't even married yet. So I, my boyfriend at the time, who's my husband now, was financially supporting us somewhat. And then we had my twenty thousand dollar part time job. And I would dive into my coaching and just go. And I would drive to the remote areas of Oklahoma to go do an audit on a house and listen to Brooks' podcast. And I changed, like I went from a woman that was lost and just doing what I was supposed to do to, I know exactly what direction I want to head. I want a coaching business for myself. This stuff changes lives. I used to struggle with depression and anxiety. Like it reached a point, and I think a lot of you heard my story. I was doing the therapy, okay? I had six therapists and I would show up, I would do the homework. And I wasn't getting better. They weren't giving me tools, right? I was just processing things, which can be helpful, but I still need tools with like, how to make my life better today, tomorrow, the future. And I was still like stuck in this, like my brain was anxious all the time. My brain was also like, it loved like depressive thoughts. And it loved um, before coaching, uh, I, I'll share that story later. I don't even need to go into it anyways. So when I got on this coaching journey and learned how to, where my thoughts came from, how does my brain even work? That's the thing that's unique about the life coach school. There's lots of other coaches out there, right. That do accountability and they do like 
goal setting and they hold you accountable to it or they're just like your cheerleader and the life coach school is very intentional about a lot of neuroscience where do thoughts come from how are they created how are emotions created right where do they come from because when we can understand those things then we can know how to manage those things and we're not believing our thoughts all the time I was believing every thought that came to mind. I just thought it was facts. I thought it was truth. I didn't know any different. I didn't know to question them. And they were creating all these emotions, which by the way, I thought came from outside of me. I thought all of the other humans were creating these emotions. When somebody cut me off, it was their fault I was mad. When the person was acting a fool in Walmart, I thought it was their fault I was upset. Not mine. Them, that's on them. And then coaching taught me, oh no, your thoughts are creating your emotions. Those are yours. That's where your creation can, which really moved the power back into my life. I was in control of me. And I understood where all my thoughts come from. And so then I knew like, oh shit, like most of these thoughts aren't even true. They're just like my brain creating subjective interpretation of reality. They're not based on facts. So there's no need for me to believe all these thoughts. And my thoughts are creating my emotions. So that's on me. If I'm emotionally feeling a certain way, that's on Kim. She's creating those emotions. And what to do with those emotions? I was getting the results in my life. All the results that I had created in my life came directly from me. I didn't think that before. I thought it was the luck of the draw. I thought it was God. Of course I was powerless. When I understood all my results came from me and my actions that were driven by my emotions that were created by my thoughts, it's a game changer. Okay. And that's a hard pill to swallow at first, right? Taking responsibility for all those shitty results that we have. Like, damn, I created those things? Well, all right. If I can create that, then I can create amazingness. So I can't tell you guys enough. Like, coaching literally changed my life. Like, I don't deal with depression and anxiety anymore for a long time i had suicidal ideation and that ended after my beautiful trip to the psych hospital for suicide ideation with a plan um so i know that world right i am not just someone that's like always been like super chill and calm and confident like i've had a very unmanaged mind for a very long time so much so that it drove me to a place where i had to be admitted for suicide so I'm not like this special, like mind ninja, right? I've done a lot of work, but I had a lot of tools that helped me get there a lot faster. And coaching was one of those tools. I like the analogy that <clears throat> I can get to, I can create like my million dollar business and I can also get to California. I can walk to California and get to California. I'll get there, whether I walk or I take the train or I drive a car. I can get to California that way. My other option too, which is like, which is coaching, is I can get on a plane and fly to California and be there much quicker. Getting there either way, just how fast do I want to get there? So it's the same thing. You're going to get your results for sure. Totally believe in you. That's the beauty of me as a coach. It makes me very unique. Very... Um, I can see people's potential and then I hold that potential and what they can be and the belief in that so fiercely. 
and do not let them give up on themselves because I can see their potential and we're going to get there. I'll journey with you, but I'm not letting you give up on yourself. Um, and so with coaching for me, it was like, I was going to get to success eventually. It's like, am I going to walk there or do I invest in coaching, which is my plane ticket to get there faster? So that's what I did is I bought the plane ticket and I got there so much faster through coaching. So that would be the second thing that has changed my life. The third thing is pairing up meditation and nervous system regulation with my coaching. That has been the jet fuel. There's a lot of coaches um, out there that I'm only going to speak like LCS coaches, life life coach school coaches that do just thought work. We work with a model. We figure out what is your thought that's in, in regards to the situation so we can identify how you're behaving, creating a result. So then you can go back in, change the thought to get a different emotion and create a different result. And then it's that in itself, super powerful, worth any money that you invest for that, right? That will change your life. Keys to the universe. But what I learned in the program that I was not conscious that I was doing, just it was me being me, uh, is I was pairing up with my coaching as I was meditating every day. And I was working with Dr. Carmen on my hormones and my physical health, right? So I was not only healing my brain and my serotonin and my dopamine, I was doing meditation, which was regulating my nervous system. And I was also working on my thoughts. So I, I was unconsciously pairing those three things up at the same time. And it allowed me to just pour rocket fuel into this airplane to get to results a lot faster. So I, I surpassed a lot of my peers in terms of my progress. And I didn't do it again intentionally. Like I didn't know that was the secret sauce. I just was doing Kim and that's what Kim wanted to do. Now as a coach that I've been coaching for a while, I see like, oh, that the pairing of these three things is definitely jet fuel. When you guys can learn how to manage your mind and we get your neurotransmitters and hormones back online and you can learn how to regulate your nervous system, you're unstoppable at that point because then you're able to quickly, more quickly create thoughts that your brain actually believes that creates emotions that like courage and self-confidence and calmness and certainty to allowing you to take these big, bold actions that you weren't necessarily able to before because of fear. And those actions are creating results in your life faster and faster. So those would probably be my, that would be my third thing is nervous system regulation slash neurotrend, neurochemical leveling. So just to review, the first thing was books. The second thing was mindset coaching. Um, and the third thing was neurochemical and nervous system balancing, because once I got my nervous system, learned how to regulate it, where I wasn't living in anxiety and fear and survival mode. That's kind of what the nervous system is about the parasympathetic state or the sympathetic state, sympathetic that survival, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn or parasympathetic, which is 
calm, rest, digest, creativity. When I learned how to regulate that and I moved out of the sympathetic state, I accessed more different parts of my brain and I felt calmer and more safe to take bolder actions. And the same thing with my neurochemicals. When I got those balanced, so serotonin is a self-confidence molecule. When I got that one balanced, it also allowed me to be able to deal with no's and rejections a lot more gracefully versus it being devastating and meaning something about who I am as a human. So those would be my three things. If you truly wanna change your life and change it quickly, those are gonna be your fastest path there. Books, mindset coaching, and nervous system and neurochemical regulation. Those are the keys to actual change in your life, not symptom management, not behavior management. Behaviors, again, are actions. They come from emotions. That emotions are created by thoughts. That's why New Year's resolutions don't work. It's behavior modification and not thought modification that you can only do it for so long. And then we run out of motivation because we're not getting the results we want. We're not seeing the change fast enough. So we're not getting dopamine heads and we get discouraged and we just move on. Our brain says, this is a waste of time. It's not working. And we move on with our life, right? It doesn't have anything to do with you that you don't have what it takes or you're a quitter or you don't finish things or you're not good at goals. It's none of that. It's just, you've been taught just do behavior modification, go on a diet, restrict. And if you can't do it, then there's something wrong with you. Well, no, the system's not created in your favor. The system, the diet culture, we'll just use that one, we'll pick on that, is created that you will fail. Why? Because if you fail, then you're going to be a return customer. You're going to keep coming back wanting those results, which means you're going to keep paying, right? That system is built on that. Because if they gave you what you wanted, which is thought modification, the power, the behaviors are going to change, right? They're, they follow suit. And then you create long-lasting, sustainable lifetime change. So profit margin is quite as high, right? For diet culture. So those are the three things. I hope this has been really helpful for you guys. I love to hear your comments, your questions, um, your perspective on it. Always feel free to send me an email, info at KimberlyJarmanCoaching.com. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for joining us. If this information was helpful, please share with a friend. We appreciate it when you take just a few minutes to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast at. It helps expose our podcast to more people getting this information into more hands. Currently, we're in open enrollment for our New Beginnings program. Dr. Carmen and I work with individuals to increase their self-confidence by doing mindset work and addressing the neurochemicals and hormones so they can create confidence at a faster rate, therefore achieving our dreams and goals faster. If this is something you're interested in, you'll find our link in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you guys and we'll see you next episode.